Hello and welcome to Beer Beards and Football, where football analysis is made easy. I'm your host, Sunny Limzinyane, and today I'm chilling with my co-host, Valentine. How are you, man? I'm good, I'm good, and you? I'm alright, I'm alright. Uh, a lot to cover for this week's episode of uh, Beer Beards and Football Transfer Talk. We've got Manchester United, mm. Everton, yeah. Leicester, okay. and a bit of Liverpool in the mix, you know, since uh, they're having a terrible run, we have to make fun of them. Yeah, I know, we have to. Yeah. So yeah, man, uh, let's head over to Old Trafford. A lot of things are happening at Old Trafford. A lot of things are happening. They suffered a 6-1 defeat. Six, was it 6-0? I think it was 6-0 actually. I don't, I don't know those guys. They man. actually didn't even get a goal in. Which terrible. game was that? It was uh, Manchester United versus Tottenham. Uh, they were beaten at Old Trafford. So, you know, I have a couple of questions I want to pose to you here. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. With everything that's happened, uh, especially within the transfer market for Manchester United, we all know at this point that Manchester United had a terrible transfer window. They were trying to get themselves Jadon Sancho. Uh, Borussia Dortmund wouldn't budge at, at their asking price. So with all of that happening and them, you know, having a lack of signings, could Manchester United's lack of summer spending possibly be the reason for a premature exit for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Nah, man, we're winning the Champions League. We're winning the league. We got Cavani now, man. Hectic, come on, relax, hectic. relax. <laughs> Superstar who just come from PSG. We're mm-hmm. gonna be showing the kids how to play some ball. You know, we're gonna score a lot of goals. I'm kidding, man. Listen, I I don't know what's gonna happen with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, I think it's tricky. You you have to look at it like this. He, I think he's the right man and the wrong man for the job. Mm-hmm. I think he's How? the right man in terms of stabilizing the team, you know, okay. getting in some of the right players. I think 90% of the business we've been doing has been good, you know. 90%? So, yeah, I mean, like, one Basica, you okay. know, okay. I mean... Um, Bruno Fernandes. True. I mean, Alex but I mean, Kallis like, as far as, as far as <clears throat> this window goes, right? You guys wanted Jaden Sancho. That was the number one target. Okay, yeah. you, do, you didn't get your number one target. Cool. Your second target was Usman Dembele. He didn't want to come to Manchester United. No, but he he did change his mind. He did change his mind at the last minute, but also the deal fell through because of you know Barcelona issues with the loan to, and yeah he, he Barcelona yeah, wanted a permanent switch. Yes, uh, at a year to his contract, which Dembele wasn't happy with. Okay, so with all that, so your first target failed, second target failed, third target, which was Ismail Assar, also, you know, couldn't come off because of the asking price. I think Watford for, uh, were asking for like yeah, 50 million think, pounds. But I think y'all are looking at it in the wrong essence. How know? is a Manchester United look? Let, let's get it from a Manchester United fan. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to be very controversial mm-hmm. because here's the deal. For a long time, Man United paid premium prices. Okay, for players, true. you know, we've been breaking records. They're rich football club. records. Yeah, that's that's all fine and good, but it's landed us in trouble. You look at the Pogba deal, the Maguire deal, Alexis the Angel, Madi- Angel de Maria. Yes, but we didn't pay anything for Alexis Sanchez. But the, the wages, wages were high. Yeah, you know, but that's that's exactly the problem. Mm-hmm. Ole came in, and I think a Maguire was a reaction signing. You know, true. But listen, since he signed on, yes, he's made mistakes. But we've had the most team sheets in Europe in the top five leagues, mm-hmm. which means there was an improvement. He might look like he's messing up now, but in that first season, he did play his role. 
Then you look at it in this in this essence now of business-wise. You look at a jet inside to the 120 million euros. If Man United paid that money, it will continue the perpetuation that Man United has money. Man United will play a premium for any player they want. Mm-hmm. So Man United finally decided to act like a big team and say, you know what? We're not going to agree with you for what you think this player is valued at. We think it's valued at 90 million, 100 million, and that's the max we're going to pay. If you don't want it, we'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They did. They went to Barcelona. Barcelona said they want a permanent deal. They're like, nah, we're not going to take a permanent deal. We know Dembele's issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. We would like to actually loan him out for one season, see how that goes, mm-hmm. and maybe we can come talk the next season. You know, I think we went in for Sa really, like, my man, it's Watford. If we wanted to really buy him, we would have bought him. I just think he was just an option that we were looking at. And sometimes there's a difference. But look at the Regalian deal. Real Madrid wanted a buyback clause. Man United was like, nah. Spurs said, yeah, we can give you the buyback clause for 30 million. Whenever Real Madrid wants that player, they can buy him without yes. having to talk to Spurs. Um, they just need Spurs. to match the... Look at what happened to Atletico Madrid. Um, Arsenal didn't even send them an email, and a hello, a call to mm. say we're activating the clause. They had to learn from La Liga. Players already in England. Only when the players in England did they get confirmation that the clause was activated. So, you know, you look at it on the bot side, is the bot failing us? Yes. But at the same time, I think they're trying to fix some issues we had in terms of buying players, paying over the odds and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, I agree with you on some of those points, definitely. Uh, Manchester United uh, over recent seasons, especially uh, since uh, Alex Ferguson stepped down, have been bullied in the transfer market. Uh, it's no secret that Manchester United are, you know, the richest team in England, the most valuable team in the world, arguably. So um, teams will ask for Manchester United to pay a premium. I don't think, I don't see that changing anytime soon, uh, more especially because, you know, the TV rights deals in uh, in uh, England especially are ridiculous. Uh, Manchester, the likes of Manchester United, Manchester City and Liverpool, the, bi- the biggest teams in, in, in England are making ridiculous amounts of money off of TV rights. So, you know, the smaller teams will definitely ask for premium prices. But moving on to um, Edison Cavani, of which you have mentioned him before, do you think that's the answer that Manchester United, you know, is, is he the type of player that will answer the questions that Manchester United uh, have as far as, you know, up front? I know last season, Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial and Mason Greenwood actually had a very good run, especially towards the end of the season. They scored a lot of goals. They're in the top five front threes in Europe. Come on, man. Yes. And the oldest guy's 24 there. A, a brilliant front three. No lie. A brilliant mm. front three. Uh, Anthony Martial seems to have come into his own under uh, Oli Kanashoshka. Mm. So, do you feel like a 33-year-old... Uh, I'm not going to say he's off his uh, peak because mm. he hasn't played football in a very long time, which is also another factor that I mm. should mention. Do you feel like Edison, Edison Cavani is the answer to Manchester United's questions up front? We all know he's not the answer, but it's a signing stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, again, people need to look at it as a different dynamic. Zlatan came in, I think it was 35 yes. at the time he yes. joined Man United. People are like, ah, injury, we signed RVP. You know, mm. 2012, yeah. 2013, people are like injuries, you know. Mm. 
but what happened is that they bring a different mentality sometimes you need that sometimes you need that world class player who's going to push some players when players look down i believe cavani can be that extra Source special thing you, need, you know you need in the team mm-hmm. if marshall is not doing well you put in cavani you know if, Edison if, cavani is a winner you get what i'm saying if yeah. marshall is on an injury you know you put in cavani i'd rather have cavani than igalo you know i like the guy he came in he's got some goals but he's not commanding enough you can see yes. it on the pitch he's yes. not asking the yes. ball the, the other players don't see his presence so i think it's also another thing where like there's no is you're not going to pass cavani you're going to look at that man and go yeah. like we need to give that man the ball and that's the difference you know is it the answer i don't know you know we'll have to see how the season goes because he hasn't played in a long time you know but it's something okay that's interesting um i also feel like he's not necessarily the 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 final answer let's put it that way he's not the final answer but he is a step in the right direction as far as what manchester united would probably need this season because we don't know what might happen and they look short up front as much as their front their, their starting front three looks amazing who can you bring off the bench who can substitute maybe say an anthony martial i haven't been convinced by dan james yet you yeah, know no, I haven't he's been convinced. He's not the one. I haven't been convinced. So, Edinson Cavani is definitely a step up in quality, no lie. And he's a serial winner. We know he's won countless titles in Fr- in France. Mm. Um he's won a, a few titles in Italy as well. So, a definite uh, upgrade. Uh and the partnership between Alex Telles and Cavani could be amazing because Alex Telles is actually a very very good uh cross taker yes yeah. he's a f- impeccable cross uh, cross of the ball so that could be something interesting for us to see but do you think he's going to get you know the amount of game time that we should expect from a, a top class player and considering the fact that you have people like Mason Greenwood who are coming into their own right now do you feel like they need someone like Edison Cavani to either lessen their game time or give them the advice that a winner like him has no everything man like there's a lot of games mm-hmm. you know there's the league cup there's the fa cup there's the champions league there's the league itself yes. there's a lot of games and i always say this you look at your manchester cities you look at your bayerns bayern had hamas rodriguez and continue on the bench yes i'm like that's where you start understanding the type of level of clubs those clubs are Why you just have continued chilling on the bench? Come on, man. Mario Gutierrez even left, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what you want from your team. You want a team where you're not worried that Rashford is going to get injured. You're not worried that Martial is going to get injured. He's a quality player on the bench. He's a quality player on the bench and we've been lacking that. You True. know, last season True. you saw towards the end of the season, you make two changes to the team. It's a catastrophe. Just two changes, not even like a lot. All of a sudden there's not somebody who comes in and does the same job the previous guy did and you know that's that's where you start seeing the difference of where man united is your bayerns yeah. your psgs and i think having cavani there is an added bonus because a we thin you know first of all on forwards as you say b now everybody knows they're not safe true you know cuz the guy is still there no disrespect to the man like if nobody's playing there's going to be switches they still matter on the right you know so it gives people a bit of more pressure to say listen i can go 2 3 games without performing changes will be made 
interesting that's a very good point that's a very good point uh that was us touching on manchester united's woes as of uh, late uh we'll see how the season changes uh, in the next couple of games uh especially after coming back from the international break now moving on to everton uh who are doing extremely extremely well this season uh they've won all of their opening games uh do you feel like Everton are going to make a top four finish this season? First of all, I'm biased because Everton is my team. Okay. Man United, I don't know those guys anymore. <laughs> so Everton is my team. Switching and sides. Listen, man. Champagne football. Champagne. Salotti, James Rodriguez, Tracore, Allen. It's the whole, you know, Dominic is Ooh, becoming a what serious a striker. threat. I think I've, I've been saying that they could possibly win it. I think they could be the, the surprise. League package yeah i'm saying they could possibly wow. but i'm saying i i think if they don't have injuries mm-hmm. top two finish is very possible but my most realistic thought is that there'll be top five minimum like they, they top might be five playing, number five no even four but i'm just saying Top five because they might just miss out. You know these big teams when there's like 15 games all of a sudden. Let me tell you something. They play Barcelona football. Let me tell you you something. As soon as we, I think there's something that happens around game 20, like game week 20, things just the 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 table really just becomes a nah. No, this is what we expected. You understand? Barring the surprises from Sheffield United and stuff like that, but Mm. going back to you saying they could be the surprise package, I understand how you could say that they're playing really amazing football. Let's just see and hope that they can keep, you know, James Rodriguez fit, fit, Alan fit, who's already on the side. Because think about it, the only issue they have is depth. Depth, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because you're not gonna have another James just sitting on the bench. So, hence, I'm saying, as long as that team is fit. The, the key thing is Carlo here. Yeah. They have an amazing coach. It's Fantastic. not just a random guy who's taking Everton. A you know, so it's like, guys, if you don't watch out, these guys might actually go the whole way because... They have a winner. They have a winner. Yeah. They have a world-class coach who can take them there. That's so it's true. not far-fetched. It's not like, you know, with, with uh, Ranieri, mm-hmm. it was still like a... A surprise. A surprise, mm-hmm. like... He's, he, 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 Carlo he, basically knows how to get there. You, you get what I'm saying? You know, Ranieri built Chelsea before mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho yes. came in, you know. Yes, yes. So it's like, we knew he was a good coach, but I don't think people thought he could win the league. Mm-hmm. You know, with Carlo, you're like, my man, the player he has at Everton, him himself, mm-hmm. the board is pushing him, is backing him. Yeah. Listen, top five minimum. My second one is like second spot. I think they might just go toe to toe with whoever is gonna be winning the league. Yeah. But I think if nobody steps up, they the clear favorites for me. Everton to win the league. Uh, <clears throat> you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> now uh, moving on to uh, the other side of Merseyside, Liverpool. <laughs> uh, Liverpool suffered a seven-two defeat to Aston Villa. Uh, uh, the, the the immaculate, ever so great Aston Villa football club. The, 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 the biggest club in England. The biggest club in England <laughs> uh, beat beat the champions 7-2. Uh, you know, Liverpool brought in some new signings uh, over the transfer window. Uh, none other than Thiago Alcantara from Bayern yeah. Munich, the amazing midfielder. And uh, Diego Jota, the, the Portuguese forward. Do you feel like those two signings are enough to push uh, um, Liverpool uh, further in the Champions League than they went last year? Listen, 
I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I've been saying that the biggest problem with Liverpool, mm-hmm. you have too much of a strong forward lineup. Okay. You know, I think the only one you can really replace is Firmino, but also the way Firmino plays, it's not easy to replace him. True. Diego Jota is amazing. Top baller. You know, top baller. He showed even in the game that, yeah. you know, he can do something. Thiago. I just think the biggest thing is that the EPL is very tactical. Yes. So no matter how good you are, teams get used to you. True. You know, like True. people get used to Salah, people get used to Hernandez, and coaches can now plan. I've played you four times, six times now. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to figure out what your game plan is, what your weakness is. And I think they haven't signed that world-class player. Wow, you think Thiago is not world-class? <clears throat> Listen, Thiago is amazing. He's world-class. But... I don't think Thiago... He offers something different than what they have now. Let's be honest. True. Listen, in the middle field, he's saucy. Listen. Too saucy. He's saucy. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that up front, we've seen Minamino come in. Oh, yes. You know, but yes. he's not yes. the guy who can really replace Firmino yes. yet. Like you said, it's difficult. It's you difficult, know, it's yeah. difficult. We saw Diogo Jota come in for money. Yes. Did you see how... Like, yeah, money, money is You it. could see Mane was not in the game, you know. Mm. And here's the thing. Salah and Mane, as much as they don't assist each other, play together, both of them being on the pitch for Liverpool causes, causes a competitive nature. And also, it, it, it goes back to what you said as far as the, the, the tactical style that Liverpool play. Mm. Sadio Mane and Salah... And Firmino are integral to the way that they play exactly. because they've built up such an understanding that Firmino almost acts as a false nine slash he number is a ten. False nine. He's a ten. You know, false nine. You, you, he 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 goes in deep into the midfield to get the ball, and the inside forwards just cut in. Mm. And it 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 it's difficult for any forward to come into a team that's already been programmed. You exactly. So exactly. I definitely understand what you say, but this also leads in, leads perfectly into this question. Do you feel like, with that being said, you said that they lack that true world class player? Do you think a star signing like say a Kylian Mbappe, who they have been linked to in the past, mm. uh, do you think that would give Liverpool the competitive edge in Europe and in the Premier League going forward? Manem Babesala upfront. What do you think? Oh my gosh. Do I do I really need to answer this for you? Oh my. That would be that would be how the, do you that would probably them? be the best front three in Europe. Do you get what I'm like how do you defend them? Like there's no defending them. You know, and that's the thing. That's and listen, teams can always set up, defend you, you know, yes. pack the bus or whatever. But when you look at a team sheet and you see man, you're like, oh my. You're like Salah, you're like, nah, man. Now you're like Mbappe, you're like, ah, I'm a man. <laughs> I don't know, do, do I even need to put in forwards? Or am I going to be defending the whole game? You know, and think about it like this. The the, um, the situation Pep is in, mm-hmm. where he has amazing forwards, but the back line is trash. Mm-hmm. Now, at Liverpool, it's different. You have good defenders who can assist. Amazing I think defenders. they have the most assists, like... Even in the league, yeah, we can't for, we generally. can't forget we can't forget the pass uh, that uh, Van Dijk uh, gave to Salah against Bayern. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I'm yes. like this. 
you're playing against not just Mane and Salah. There's Robertson, there's Alexandra Arnold, Ooh. who are like forwards themselves because they're True. assisting like... True. To them, True. assisting is normal. It's like, that's what I do. So do you see now, you add Mbappe to that equation. It just becomes too saucy. And then there's a Thiago there in the middle. Ah, my man, I don't have to answer this. This question, it, it like answers I- itself. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that, that that's a perfect way to end the show. Uh, you know, we have reached our time limit, so uh, we couldn't get to the Leicester side of things. But I feel like uh, that that one pretty much sums itself up. Uh, Leicester have also made some brilliant signings. Singh is undersigned as well, which is mm. you know a brilliant coup for them. Uh, but as far as where they'll finish this season, do you think they'll do as well as they did last season? Nope. I think that's as straight as I, a straight an answer as you can get, folks. Um, Thank you for tuning in to uh, this week's uh, Beer Beards and Football episode uh, with myself and my co-host Valentine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we appreciate the support, guys. Appreciate the support. Keep showing us love. Uh, follow us on all our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Beer Beards and Football F1. On Instagram, we are Beer Beards and Football. Check us out. Follow us. Uh, check out our content. Uh, yeah, and uh, more fun things to come. Thank you so much.